0: And get these stuff my dad and they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it either. Right. either
1: way. For anyone unfamiliar with Mr. Magoo, congratulations,
2: this means you're young. Your whole life is ahead of you. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
1: A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compounded today on a Monday a brand new week, pregnant with possibilities. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. All right, we need
2: to have a comedy consultation here. Given the declining levels of viewership uh, of the Oscars, <sighs> do I make a topical but not funny reference to it? Or do I make an ironic reference to something said during the Oscars that only people who watch the Oscars would know, but very amusing? Hmm. I'm tied up in knots over here.
1: It'll still be the second most watched show of the year. All
2: right, then. My official uh, general manager is two words. Liquor variety. No, it was two words. No, include now. God dang it. I got my own way. I got my own damn way. I was going to go with two words, inclusion rider. Then I thought, no, make a joke about that. And. How about two words, Exclusion Rider? If we make this movie, here's the sorts of people I demand never come on the set. Mm. None of them, none of those, and certainly not
1: even one of them. Can you do that? If you're a big star, you can. I certainly can. Um, so yeah, this week, Pregnant with Possibilities, as always, it might be the week that you get promoted to regional manager of the uh, Penske account, or oh, my. they might uh, give you a cardboard box and walk you out to your car. You don't know. Oh my, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Week is this pregnant. is not, wait. Week is pregnant with possibilities. Could go either way. Or status quo is always an option. <laughs> this is the worst motivational speech I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> this is as bad as my general manager.
1: <laughs> Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Ah, my ribs hurt from laughing last night watching the Oscars. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, yesterday I had one of the best, most peaceful feelings ever is I went up to the mountains on a Sunday morning. They had just cleared the roads, and it was sunny, and I was pretty much the only one on the road, and I drove up there with fresh snow on the trees and hills oh, and everything. Gorgeous, it was just it? gorgeous. Fabulous. Yeah. I was in my own little world. It was wonderful.
1: There's something about new snowfall that is just magical. It oh, has goodness. been my whole life, and I grew up in snowy places. The snow in the pine trees, for some reason, is just its magical. It's gorgeous to me. I, uh, for some reason, I had had, uh, I had forgotten Kobe Bryant's past watching, I was looking at the picture of him kissing his Oscar. I'd forgotten, jeez, we did that for weeks, the oh, whole yeah. Kobe Bryant trial. Yeah. With the yep. having the girl bring the hamburger and whatnot. Yeah. The alleged, uh, hotel clerk rape. And he bought his wife a $4 million ring and that whole thing. Mm. Um, yeah, that doesn't help with the whole Me Too movement, does it? Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Well a little sad today, uh, you know uh nobody's promised tomorrow, and uh my computer was no exception as <laughs> I woke up this uh wasn't waking up, I was using it, I was playing a game this weekend as I'm wont to do as my uh, my entertainment du jour and uh and kaput. My computer is no more. It, it is not working. What did it do? Did it go blue screen or just stop? It had like a brief moment of like a black and white checkered pattern on the screen. Oof, I've never seen um, that. And then went completely down. And then when I rebooted it up, uh, the the initial startup screen would go, but then just windows would never load and various things would happen. Mm. Like nothing, nothing ever. It, it exceeded my level of understanding. I couldn't do a system restore or a full system reset. Did you cry? Got, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> He's choked up now My laptop went blue screen one time And this was back when you, you bought music and stuff like that Geez, I had like a thousand songs in there Gazillions of pictures It never backed up anything so mm-hmm. I like never had a computer go bad mm-hmm. It just went blue screen one day But mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. dead. Just dead as a doornail But it's bad news, good news Because now I get to get a new computer yeah, Now that's I get true. to get a computer that can uh, power the, uh, the virtual reality thing That I've been uh, holding on to And uh, there's a good chance no one will ever see me again It does <laughs> force you to get a new computer when that happens um there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day, Harry Marshall. Uh you know, I'm
0: doing all right, but early Sunday morning, I'll tell you I I, I almost I almost lost it. I I I almost ran into a bunch of birds. My <laughs> life flashed before me. I'm driving around Sunday morning. Sun is just coming up. I'm in the neighborhood. I make a right-hand turn and there are like five wild turkeys standing right in the middle of the street.
2: Oh yeah, they're on the move right now cuz it's turkey loving time. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. And these uh, these must have all been dude turkeys, because they didn't back down, and they looked at me with really mean expressions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're and, starting to sound like that guy who got locked in his house by his cat. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Oh,
2: scary turkeys <laughs> outside your you're, car. They, you're in a car. Sometimes they peck right through the windshield.
1: <laughs> and, oh, hey, hey, and and one, of, one of them started
0: walking towards oh, the car, knocking
2: oh, oh, his, oh, you know, no.
1: his head
0: back and forth. Well,
1: I'll slow down, but uh, you get out of the way, or you're going to get a, be a squashed turkey. That's the way <laughs> I handle right. it. Jeez.
0: And it just out of the blue. I mean, I, I, th- I thought I was going to have a heart attacks.
1: You know, <laughs> wow. You know, I think
0: not, it may
2: be time to talk about putting you in a home, Marshall.
1: It's, it's none of our business. <laughs> yes. No need to answer, but why yes. are you driving around at sunup on a Sunday morning? Is it the drive of shame or did you have something wow. else going on? <laughs> yeah, you starting a wow. day or finishing one? <laughs> yeah, very good question. Or was
0: I in between? an early church service yes that was it. there you go i was returning i was returning from the church service now i went i went to get the uh, newspaper and uh, some chardonnay
1: there you go you know? up early <laughs> up early <laughs> newspaper and chardonnay as the yeah. sun comes up there you yeah. go and you're uh flummoxed by the turkeys yeah almost More had a heart flummoxed. Of <laughs> More uh, than flummoxed. um i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this it is how did it get to be already monday March the 5th, the year 2017, I'm sorry, 2018, we're setting you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and getting when you approve of this program.
2: All right, let's begin running over the turkeys of the mainstream media. Precisely according to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark.
0: These four men and Greta Gerwig created their
2: own masterpieces this year. Hey!
1: (laughs) Not Uh, sufferable. Oh, jeez. The whole world. I'm, I'm just tired of the world. I'm tired of the whole damned world. Right? My own little world, if I don't pay attention to the outside world, I can deal deal with but the outside world is just I'm tired of the whole bang thing. Hey, you know, Amen to that, brother? You know, for like twenty years I've watched the Sunday morning news shows. Your Meets the Press, your Faces the Nation, those kind of shows, stuff like that. And for like twenty years, you know, I, I like smart people discussing should we be in Iraq or how do we deal with Al-Qaeda or Obamacare or whatever. But I can't watch those shows anymore. It's just it's just discussing anonymous source leaks about how chaotic the White House is. Every week, yeah, and I just I have no interest in that, so I just I don't know. It you know, it's freed me up, but we got to talk about something. But that that's the only news that exists in America, and it might be it might be real, it might be phony. I'm not sure. I can do anything about it. I mean, just ah. I saw I
2: saw the uh, top of the fold front page Washington Post lead story about chaos and angst in the White House. How is the darkest days yet? Staffers are running for the exits like rats from a sinking ship. And I thought there was something wrong with my computer. I thought somehow they'd brought up the Washington Post from six months ago, or three months ago, or two months ago, or one month ago. Right. All right, already. Just over it. Yeah, I know. Well, luckily, it. we have, people say, "Wow." Uh, to what do you attribute your beautiful success? And, and it's the fact that we are almost perfectly in sync with the American soul. If we're tired of it, you're probably tired of it.
1: It's draining.
2: What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? I, uh, Hollywood's big night, a mix of awards and diversity.
0: Trump tweets and tariffs, and get ready for a new revolutionary
1: kind of Legos. Coming up, Ooh. 635, Armstrong and Getty. My kids will want to hear about that. Speaking of kids, i got to talk about the big birthday party weekend, which was so tiring. So tiring. I feel like I came off one of my Vegas weekends. Oh, boy. After my kid's birthday weekend. Oh, brother. Good Lord. Uh, how's mailbag look? Ah, oh, it's very nice. We have your weekly shower thoughts. They will amuse and provoke. Amuse and provoke? The old a p If you didn't watch the Oscars, we got some highlights for you. We'll hit you with and all that stuff. If you didn't watch
2: the Oscars, good for you.
1: I have to share with you Dennis Miller's hilarious tweet about what he'd rather do than watch the Oscars. That's pretty funny. I retweeted it yesterday. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
2: A Monday warrior, me, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, me.
1: Results are in. None of the five actresses nominated for Best Actress talked to Ryan Seacrest on the red oh, carpet, my. which they normally would do. It's the allegations of his gropings, huh? I guess. Uh, yeah. I think after years of putting up with rapists as your gods, now you've gone a little far the other direction. Uh, I don't think being interviewed by Ryan Seacrest is going to hurt you or anything. Really?
2: You just say that because you're not woke. Are you woke? Are you? Mm-hmm. No, is the answer. Anyway. Right. More on all that in a little bit. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm not sure my hiney's ever been so tired mm. as it was last night.
1: Just like in prison.
2: Oh, I'm telling you. Mailbag. That was a good one, Jack. Let's lead off with your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by a rich in Salt Lake City. With facial technology, recognition technology, soon phones will pause ads when you're not looking at them. Oh, that's good. That's chilling. That's good and I probably true. And you can't even close your eyes to fool them. No, nope, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till your eyes are open. Looking at the screen. Now you got
1: the volume down. We're waiting. We can wait all day. As I was fast-forwarding through commercials for Saturday Night Live, I believe early this morning, um, I thought, how long are we going to be able to do this? We've been doing this for like a dozen years now, where we watch shows really for free, because we fast forward through all the commercials. Mm, not this show, though. That would be stealing.
2: Crickets are the most relaxing sound ever. A cricket is the most irritating sound ever. Mm. Mm. It's the frogs where I live. The frogs are croaking right now. Lovely, lovely sound. Very calming for some reason. You shouldn't worry if your life feels incomplete. If it was complete, you'd be dead. Oh, Mm. that is a complete life. And speaking of the circle of life, a chicken burrito is just a breakfast burrito that was allowed to grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Could not that be killed? It's kind of sad in a way. It really is. Yes, it is. When you're a kid, you and your friends hang out in your bedroom. When you're an adult, you and your friends hang out everywhere in the house but your bedroom. That would be so weird. Hey, you want to sit on my bed and watch videos <laughs> yeah, no. or listen to
1: music? Uh, no. Let's really. all just hang out in my room, my little room with the door shut. I think we're good. Uh, we're good here in the living room, Joe. But thank you. So my son and his friends did it the sleepover, and I would hear all kinds of noise and laughter and, and, and way into the night. And then I'd come say, "Hey, we got it. We got to quiet down. We got to quiet down. It's getting a little loud in here." Mm. And uh, then I heard a bunch of noise, and I went in there at two forty. Oh boy. I'm still awake of course. Oh boy. And uh and there they were sound asleep. Um one had passed out on the floor just like on top of some stuffed animals and the other two were in the bed and I thought jeez they just I don't know what I heard but they are there they must have passed out while they were playing. Uh, then on the way to the skateboard park yesterday they said, "Hey dad, when you came in to check on us, we were pretending to be asleep." <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Hilarious. I actually covered them up with blankets. I thought, wow, they just passed completely oh, out. Wow, No, they just heard you. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs>
2: man, straight out of Toy Stories. They just flopped on the ground. Yes. Their eyes. yes.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> but one of them was wearing a Fitbit, and his mom texted me. She could tell that he went to sleep at three. She downloaded the info. Wow. He slept wow. from three to seven. Which Take is... that
2: thing off, you fool. Yeah. You're being tracked.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the new world
2: tracked by the man. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's see. Final weekly shower thought, I guess. I don't know. Gravity is creepy when you realize you're not really just walking around on a surface. You're getting pulled toward a burning core of magma. Mm. True enough. It's only the ground that keeps you from being sucked downward to a fiery, fiery death.
1: You don't really feel gravity, but then you're. Uh, you oh, know, I do. <laughs> but your jowls, your boobs, whatever, they sure. all kind of head that direction. All of over- the above. All sure. Head that direction you're tiny, time. right? Go on.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. I climbed up the stairs this morning to the fifth floor, as I do most days, and I felt gravity today. Mm. And then this. Well, I don't know. I don't
1: like this one that much. Gravity, John Mayer. Be a good song for our outro there, Michael.
2: Mm, Nice. Okay. Fabulous. Uh, So here's a nice
1: note uh, from
2: Steve in beautiful Roseville, California. He's kind of stealing my thunder. I was going to talk about this uh, uh, later on during the show. Yesterday, as you all know, was National Grammar Day. And Steve writes, Joe... I had a great time celebrating National Grammar Day yesterday. You did an excellent job as the Grand Marshal of our local Grammar Day parade. All the floats, bands, festivities. It was spectacular. Although things got a little testy when they let the Grammar National Socialists march. The the Grammar Nazis. Protesters yelled insults that ended in prepositions. I even heard one guy shout, I could care less. Fortunately, as Grand Marshal, you were able to restore order, even as your love of the First Amendment clashed internally with your tenets of grammar perfection. That begs the question, horrors. Will you participate again next year? Up with this I will not put, they were shouting. Right, right, of course I will. I come not to celebrate grammar, Steve, but to fight for it. He signs off, C-Y-S-M-D-P-C-Y-C-Y. Can you see my dangling participle? Can you, can you? (laughs) Pretty funny. (laughs) Steve, that is the grammar-related email of the day. (laughs) Congratulations, Steve. Varna, uh, Varna, a number of people, including John here, remember when we met John a picture of John yeah, there's a picture of us meeting him oh at a there big you go. rally a number of years ago uh he uh one of several people to send us the article that uh that because it's been super cold in Europe, the canals have frozen in the Netherlands, and people are skating back and forth, just as Katie Couric described it. No, Katie Couric tried to sell us on the idea that Amsterdammers commute to work on ice skates. They do not, sir. Which is why they win all the golds. That's right, that's right. A uh, nice note here from comatose Timmy, our most head-injured regular listener. Joe, Jack, tired of all this 81 is definitely millennials nonsense. We were talking about who's in what generation briefly Friday. Even briefly is too long for me. I will explain in a moment. Whenever my birth year comes up, my fellow 81er, Sean, is quick to draw quick attention to how millennial he is. (laughs) I I understand the nuance of the issue, and I don't mean to say that an 81er cannot be a millennial if they choose to self-identify as such. But many of us late 70s to early 80s kids have found that we don't fit nicely into Generation X nor the
1: millennials. No, no, you're either in the group or you're not, and you have to take on all their attributes. And then he... Uh, Whether you were born in 1965 or 1980, you have right. to have the same
2: views on everything. I invite you to look up Xennial, which I think is a dumb name on Wikipedia. Also referred to as the Oregon Trail Generation, Generally, Generation Catalano, The Lucky Ones, Cuspers, or betweeners.
1: If um, we start dividing generations in half,
2: well, that's getting really complicated. I think I have spent collectively, and I'm not joking... Thirty-six to forty seconds of my entire life
1: thinking about what freaking generation I'm in. Well, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was not a thing anybody talked about up until um, how many years ago? When did it become a thing? Tom Brokaw really made it a huge thing with the Baby Boomers' greatest generation, and yeah, then we started. He's just probably to, to blame. Probably to blame, and then we just really started having to name all generations and assign various uh, benefits or costs to them. <laughs> I don't and, know. I, I root for them like our high school team or whatever. Yeah. I just need some sort of group to legitimize my individuality. Absolutely, <laughs> nice. Uh,
2: anarchists of the world, unite! All right, here we go. Um, okay, this is a little more serious. Do we have a minute for this, Michael? Okay, yeah. Got, uh, on the uh, Face the Nation show, school shooting non-discussion. Jackie you can probably attest to this. Dom writes, Guys, I find it disturbing that a news show like Face the Nation would bother spending so much time on Sunday talking about the Florida school shooting and not even mention the failings of both local and federal law enforcement. They had a father who lost his daughter in the shooting on the show. I applaud them for that. He took the atypical angle of trying to spread the message of improving school security. The ensuing roundtable discussion, however, was a tired display the same old arguments about the fight in Congress over gun control that have little to do with stopping another tragedy. He mentions they didn't even try reaching out to Sheriff Israel, anyone from the FBI. After admitting, God bless Mr. Pollock, the father of the victim, after admitting he is not a gun expert, he simply said he wants to make the school safe first,
1: and the gun debate can come later. Yeah, you got to include the failures of all the agencies. You really do in that particular story. Um, so Marshall's got his news coming up in just a second. He's injured again. He's limping around, so. And we watched the Oxers, so you didn't have to and have lots of great clips. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Comedian Dennis Miller used to have a radio show, retired, went off of Twitter. He decided, like, last week to come back on Twitter for some reason. Yeah, I saw that. But anyway, he tweeted over the weekend, As opposed to watching the Oscars tomorrow, I'm opting to kayak solo across the Pacific with a rabid raccoon loose in the leg space of the vessel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: he <laughs> makes sort of me a, laugh. <laughs> yeah,
1: sort of a, I'd rather do anything than watch the Oscars sort of comment right I there. get it. it be interesting to see what the ratings are. I'm sure they'll be down, but... You know some of that is just yes. the modern changing world. It'll still be the second most watched show of the uh, of the year probably in I haven't, America. I haven't heard a, a varmint joke that good since something something See I can't I can't do Dennis Miller's farm. <laughs> and and you have to do something more obscure <laughs> yeah. that nobody understands what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Because I was going through his tweets, and he was making references that I'd have to Google them to figure out what the hell he was talking about. According to the Treaty of 17 for what? Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well,
0: the Academy Awards last night, and this time they got it right. And the Oscar goes to...
2: <laughs> the Shape of Water. lunchroom the other day he's trying to tell me oh it's just it's like it you know beauty and the the beast is a woman falls in love with a beast somebody hunts it old times you're bitter sean you missed it you hey,
1: scared me wrong. No, nah, it's it's clearly a good movie, and it's but what it is, and yeah, this is what I missed. It's uh, a terrible. Uh, it's one of those movies that celebrates the art of storytelling. So it's kind nah, of. The, the I don't simil- like imagery. Yeah, wow. simil- I'm anti imagery. I want everything to be exactly what it is. Um, quit bad Melton, the best movie of the year in the lunchroom, you bastard. There was a couple of interesting Oscar articles in the Washington Post over the weekend. One being how the Oscars have gotten it wrong 42 times on what the best picture is yeah. and various critics explaining what movies should have won, with, and very persuasively. And sometimes you see the list of what movies, you know, looking back over time. So you don't know how this will be received. Just sure. because it won the Oscar doesn't right. mean we'll, we'll think in 10 years that that made sense. Right. It, it not, may not be the one that endures. I, I certainly believe that the movie that will still be most relevant 10 years later will be Get Out. Um, well, like, uh, and that's the one that... The Jordan Peele director right, won. He won right. for Best Original Screenplay. Yeah, first time in 90 years somebody's been nominated for Best Director, Actor, and Screenplay as a... For, for their a, debut. Yeah, yeah. freshman we, event. Not not yeah. actor, just the screenplay and director. Okay. He, he was not But, um, what was, was I musical saying? Musical score <laughs> and oh. cinematography. So an example <laughs> they had in that Washington Post article about how they've gotten it yes. wrong 42 times. I forget what Out of Africa beat out, but some great movie that we all love that... We stop on, you know, every time you're frippling around the channels and it's on, you'll stop and watch it. And the critics said, Has anybody? In a, did anybody in the world watch Out of Africa last year? <laughs> One person. <laughs> and it won the Best Picture Oscar. Right, right. Gary Oldman landed
0: Best Actor for his turn as Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. The Undercurrents, of the Me Too movement surfacing throughout the awards show. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri's Frances McDormand won Best Actress, and during her acceptance speech urged women to come together. If I may be so honored to have all the female nominees in every category stand with me in this room tonight. The actors. Meryl, if you do it, everybody else will. Come on. And Jimmy Kimmel who was hosting it used humor to deal with some of those undercurrents brought on by the sexual misconduct claims that are roiled Hollywood
1: and other industries. Oscar is the most beloved and respected man in Hollywood and there's a very good reason why. Just look at him. Keeps his hands where you can see them. (laughs) Never says a rude word. And most importantly, no penis at all. The Washington Post referred to Jimmy Kimmel as the conscience of the nation.
2: Oh, wait a minute. Trademark violation. (laughs) Wow. You know, I tell you what. I like the art form. I uh, tend to like people who uh, engage in the art form. Movies, you're saying? Movies, yeah, yeah. But I have as much interest in hearing actors talk about politics as I have in hearing a dentist talk about monetary policy or a a carpenter talk about our relations with the Netherlands. I don't have any particular interest in hearing your opinion. And I don't think it carries any more weight than the aforementioned tradesmen and their thoughts on the aforementioned fields of inquiry. So shut up. You're tiring my ass out.
0: President Trump not backing away from his plans to put tariffs on steel and aluminum imports. Tweeting this morning, Trump said to protect our country, we must protect American steel, America first, all in
2: caps. Yes or no. His advisors and lawmakers... All I know is I've invested heavily in nickel. I'm trying to corner (laughs) the nickel market.
0: (laughs) His advisors and lawmakers in both parties expressing a lot of concern about Trump's plan for tariffs on steel and aluminum imports a lot of hand wringing and back and forth and back and forth, but Trump not backing down at this time.
1: Jim Trump did his stand-up routine at the gridiron dinner over the weekend. We've got all the jokes for you. It's a no-cameras sort of event, but people wrote down the jokes, so we've got those for you coming up. Some of them are funny. Some of them make you say, Should the president say that? Speaking yeah.
0: <laughs> scandal. And Toy Maker Lego is coming out with new plant-based plastic. Pieces. Oh,
2: this is much better. This is this,
0: Legos. This is
2: the Lego of the future. It
0: says it'll manufacture some of its pieces from sustainable plant-based plastics. The material will be sourced from sugar cane and production will start soon. So they'd be
1: biodegradable then probably. Yeah. That, you know, I like the There's sound of that. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. No, I'm, yeah. I'm pro. We have s- my kids, both for whatever reason, have right. kind of aged out of Legos or just gotten tired of them or something. And we have a million Legos. A million Boxes and boxes and boxes. And who knows how many hundreds of dollars <laughs> worth. But uh, once nobody's playing with them, they're just plastic. And they will not be degrading soon. No, uh, no not, not in a thousand years.
0: There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. There huh? you
2: go.
1: Not freaking Jimmy Kimmel. Mm. So we've got the jokes. Movie Trump tradesmen. We've got Stone some more idiot. clips from the Oscars. Yeah. All that stuff coming up. Ah, boy. How many uh, political comments were made? We've got the top ten political moments of the Oscars. We could hit you with some of the highlights of that, too.
2: It's actually 12, Jack, but okay. I've looked at them, and some of them
1: are pretty lame. So it may be six by the time we get to it. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Uh, so yeah. bring you all up. Sheer. Sure. Should Trump make the jokes he made at the Great Iron Dinner? Mm. Huh? I can tell by your tone of voice this is supposed to be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have complained about jokes presidents have made over the years. Cuts a little too close to the serious subject sometimes. And you'll never guess what the newest status
2: symbol is in Silicon Valley. Want to hear it? Tesla? I uh, No.
1: No. 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 Much smaller than a Tesla. Patek Philippe watch. No? Nope. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. the
1: nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'd run into all of them, even without a weapon. I'd burst through the doors, and I'd be running so fast. I'm actually a very fast runner. People don't know that. I'd be running so fast the guy with the gun wouldn't even know what hit him. Bing, bing, ding, dong, dang. He's finished.
1: Alec Baldwin on Saturday Night Live as Donald Trump. He said, "Get
2: the hell out of here."
1: Alec Baldwin said he's tired of doing the Trump impersonation, which matches up with my feelings. Us too. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, I tell you what, that was notable. Notable. Joking about a school shooting.
2: Yeah. I mean, not directly. I'm huh. not, this is not some sort of anti-SNL rant, but it's become such a uh, accepted part of American life now, there's humor available, whereas in the you know. past they would gather and sing Silent Night or or do
1: something else sad and quiet. And you know, it didn't even strike me. It's yeah. funny. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It's just another story, Yeah, which is not good. Interesting. I'll yeah, have to ponder that. That's
2: why we're the conscience of the... Well, I'm the conscience of the nation. <laughs>
1: Apparently, you've taken the day off.
2: <laughs> so there's this thing
1: called the gridiron dinner. Of course, where I m-
2: wasn't up with eight-year-olds all night either. Oh, I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, I got to talk more about that later. They're, my they're, dog barked once in the middle of the night last night. and I'm like, what the hell? I need to get some sleep. <laughs> and that was a major, probably, turning point in the relationship with my son. Yeah. Where they, where they tricked me. And they realized the old man can be tricked. Oh, boy. We can do, we don't have to do everything he says. The, the usurping is already being planned. Yes, exactly. Right? Right? right. So, more on that later. Um, so, they have this thing called the Gridiron Dinner, and Trump spoke at it, as presidents do, and uh, he made jokes. And they don't allow <clears throat> any cameras or anything in there, but everybody jots down the stuff furiously so that it will all leak out. And then, Great. Whatever. But uh, Washington Post even reviewed some of them, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So, some of, uh, some of the jokes from Donald Trump. I wanted to apologize for arriving a little bit late tonight. You know, we were late tonight because Jared could not get through security. Hey, he lost his security clearance. First, perfectly fine joke. Sure. Reviews were mixed according to the Washington Post, and it gives you the background that Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, recently, yes, we know. The only person who would read this article <laughs> knows that. Yes. Um, Attorney General Sessions is here with us tonight. I offered him a ride over, and he recused himself. <laughs> background is Attorney General Jeff. Sir- yes, yeah, we know. We, know. We, we know we wouldn't be reading the article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reviews on that joke mostly positive. Yes, hilarious.
2: My Scott, staff- how creepy is what's her name on Saturday Night Live with her Jeff Sessions?
1: That oh. It freaks yeah. me out. Oh yeah. She's great. Her elfin Jeff Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> who
2: is that? What's is that her name?
1: Kate McKinnon. I'm right? not yes. yeah, I'm yeah. not into the show enough, that but yeah, she's brilliant. Also Donald Trump. My staff was concerned heading into this dinner that I couldn't do self-deprecating humor. They were really worried about it. They said, can you do this? And I told them not to worry. Nobody does self-deprecating humor better than I do. Uh Background is Trump is infamously (sighs) immodest. Yes. Yes, he is. Who is that comment for? You don't have to be a political junkie to be into that. The background is Trump is famously immodest. (laughs) Thank you for that, Washington Post. Wow. For walking us through this. That's great. (laughs) I, I, I got to get
2: that Wapole reporter to watch movies and TV shows with me to explain it. The uh, humor there comes from the fact that he is sexually promiscuous.
1: Oh the, oh, the background there is if a home intruder came into your home, you would be scared. <laughs> uh, the reviews of that joke, overwhelmingly positive. All right. so, uh, also, Donald Trump. I like turnover. I like chaos. It's really good. It's good. Now the question everyone keeps asking, who's going to be next to leave, Steve Miller or Melania? Background, Trump's White House is in near-constant turmoil. Um, And his wife
2: married him for money, but he's getting older and more sickening-looking.
1: Trump was recently accused of cheating (laughs) on his wife Melania, so Ah, is that what that joke was about? And the reviews on that one were negative. They think that was uh, an unfair position to put Melania in. I don't know. That's a weird joke. That's a weird joke to make. When you you have (coughs) his marriage, that's a weird joke. I would not make that joke. No, neither would I.
2: About my marriage.
1: No, absolutely Um, not.
2: If there had been, you know, recent tension over something dumb. Yeah, then that'd be funny. Then it'd be funny. How about if but you, you know, there are several I don't stories. of you anymore. How That's about, not good.
1: How about several stories of you cheating on your wife, either while she was pregnant or right after she had a, the baby? And with porn skanks. <laughs> right. Yeah, then I wouldn't make that joke. Another Trump joke. Mike's doing fantastic, talking about Mike Pence. Mike's our vice president. He really is. But lately, what bothers me, I have to tell you, he's showing a particularly keen interest in the news these days. He starts out each morning asking everybody, has he been impeached yet? The background is Trump's various scandals have led several Democrats and many critics to call for his impeachment. No oh. Reviews mixed. Well, speaking of Pence,
2: I'm just so tired of the Pence hates gays jokes. Yeah, that was... Like a drumbeat
1: at the Oscars. It was a prominent on Saturday Night Live, too. He had the same of- position that, that
2: Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama had in 2008, all right? It's not... It's not that
1: it's well, it's like not like the dark ages position, right? It's not the current law or um, what's most popular, but another Trump joke. Now, listen to this one. Maxine Waters. How about that one? Maxine Waters. He must be impeached. That's all she knows what to say. He must be impeached. Impeached. He's done nothing wrong. Doesn't matter what they say. What has he done wrong? He's talking about himself. It's weird. I don't know, you gotta be impeached, and then I say, I get in trouble for this, she has to immediately take an IQ test, and people go crazy. That's the joke, uh, as was pointed out in the Washington Post, it's not really a joke, it's just kind of a commentary on, on something. Yeah, it's kind of a, what's the deal with airplane food, right? It's more yeah. observation than set up premise punchline. Yeah, and then, so here's your
2: review from the Washington Post. It was Kim <laughs> Uh, when am I going to get impeached when she's going to take an intelligence test? Huh? Actually,
1: the Washington Post printed a review from MSC, MSNBC analyst Matthew Miller, who said Trump made an incredibly racist crack about Maxine Waters needing to take an IQ test. Right. An appalling moment. How is that a racist joke? Somebody who calls for your impeachment every single day and is leading the charge, you say she needs to take an IQ test, and that's a racist
2: joke. I know. Well, uh, here's, here's a little clue for you, my MSNBC friend. People call other people dumb all the time, all the time. And if it happens to be a black person and you cry racism, that kind of proves that you think the black folks can't stand up for themselves or are so weak or powerless or whatever. That's paternalism of the most disgusting sort. Please, I think Maxine can handle herself, except that she's a bit of a half wit, which has nothing
1: to do with her race. Another joke, I won't rule out direct talks with Kim Jong-un. I just won't, as far as the risk of dealing with a madman is concerned. That's probably his problem, not mine. hi Reviews mostly confused. Says this. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's, a, that's a heck of a joke. That's a heck of a joke.
2: Painting himself as a madman. And the whole stare down over to nuclear weapons. Right. <laughs> of course, that's, that's part of his thing, though, his negotiating thing. I'll just cancel the entire project. Call me if you're interested. He walks out of the room and everybody, oh, no, we must reconsider. Blah, 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 blah. He's the bad cop.
1: Oprah, here's my next one. Oprah, I don't think she's ever been hit verbally yet, right? She's led a charmed life. She's done a great job. She used to love me. She says she'll run only if she gets the go-ahead from the Almighty. All right, Oprah? Go ahead and run. I thought that was a funny joke. (laughs)
2: Pretty good. (laughs)
1: I thought that was a funny joke. Background.
2: Trump is said to have an enormous ego, and the <laughs> idea that he would compare himself to God is ironic.
1: <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. There's talk about uh, Joe Biden's sleepy Joe getting into the race. You know what he said? I want to take him behind the barn. Just trust me. I would kick his ass. Well. What kind of joke is that? <laughs>
2: I could beat up that guy. Is that a joke? If you want to see a couple old guys fight, I would whoop his ass. 270-year-old All right, fighting. sir. Knock, Drink. knock. I'll fight you. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> speaking of half-wits, anybody who talks about Joe Biden running is a numbskull.
1: It is not going to happen. The reviews on the Joe Biden joke? No one even thought this was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't seem to be. Oh, there you go. Uh, there's a couple others. Uh, Steve Bannon leaked more than the Titanic. That's uh Oof. That was a crash. It wasn't a leak. In the background <laughs> was the Titanic. It was a passenger ship. <laughs> Passing information along to the press unauthorized is considered a leak. Uh, I just want to say this. This is one of the best times I've had with the media. This might be the most fun I've had since watching your faces on election night. That that's was, a good joke. That was pretty good. Now you got me. Now I'm <laughs> chuckling. <laughs> I like his joke. I could beat up Joe Biden.
2: <laughs> what kind of a joke is that? I'd like to break his effing face. <laughs> that's just a statement. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mr. President, that's not a joke. Why did the chicken
1: cross the road? I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand the structure. Uh so. We got some uh commentary about the Oscars and being political and highlights and all that sort of stuff. Too. Low lights. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show.